Hello and welcome to the intro of Untangling the Truth, the brand new podcast that rambles about meaningful aspects of life such as productivity, self-development and wellness. The main focus is to uncover the uncharted feelings we cope along with in our life's journeys. My name is Gonzalo and in each episode I'll talk about tips, news and my personal thoughts towards what's truly important to find happiness and fulfillment at work and in life. I hope you join me in this new path. Don't rush life, and bye-bye. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Untangled the Truth. My name is Gonzalo, and as you know, I love to share stories with you. I hope you had a great weekend. Um... I've been reading, watching a lot of Netflix, and I've been having fun, yeah. I hope you had the same vibe, too. In the first day of March, I bring you something that I find quite appealing because, um, I know, it's from a slow growth, the company that I always talk about in my blog, that I love sharing things about. I know I kind of, I'm a pain in the ass, I know, but I really like it. The words they share is like wisdom, so why, why wouldn't I? Anyway, today I have an article that they have uh, um, shared recently in their newsletter. If you don't have um, the, the snail mail newsletter from Slow Growth, please go and check it out because it's quite nice. And it talks about how to create your anti-grind. So yeah, let's go into it. Five strategies to stay productive while preventing burnout and reacting the grind. Have you ever walked through waist-deep water? It's very really slow going, right? Ever tried to run through waist-deep water? You don't go much faster, and you run out of gas real fast. That's grind culture, in a nutshell. Grinding takes relentless work and a ton of energy, but ultimately you don't reach your goals any faster than you would have if you've taken your time and work smarter, not just harder. The grind can go by a lot of different names, the daily grind, rise and grind, and the classic grindstone. But one of the easy ways you can tell the difference between working hard and grinding is by paying attention to the amount of resistance you feel, because it's resistance, not effort. That ultimately leads to burnout. How the grind goes wrong. Believe it or not, there was a time when burnout was hard to define because it was so rare. Dr. Christina Maslach popularized the term burnout in the 70s while studying healthcare and service workers as a 2019 burnout. It's officially recognized by the World Health Organization as an occupational syndrome. Burnout is officially defined through three core elements. Profound emotional exhaustion, generalized negativity or cynicism, feelings of professional inefficacy. Today, burnout is the norm, and it isn't isolated to just work. It seems that more and more people are burned out of life itself, and the last two years have only accelerated this feeling. So, how exactly did we get here? And more importantly, what can we do about our always on? grind time culture to avoid the stress and burnout when you want to get things done? How stress works When we experience a stress, the amygdala gets activated. The amygdala, which is responsible for 
fight, flight, flee, freeze response is like the panic alarm in the brain that helps us are prepared to deal with real or perceived threats. For human of for most of human history, sorry, we experienced stress in short cycles that typically conclude pretty quickly. As stimulus will trigger our stress response, we get a rush of adrenaline and cortisol to live with it, and then we calm down. Hungry, find food. Cold, make a fire. Being chased by a lion, kill it or halt us. Or I, but I guess you could say that you technically need completely the stress cycle. However, this is stress cycles don't get completed quite easily today. Most of us wake up to full inboxes and urgent alerts on our phone for work, school and friends and family. We spend the day jumping from task to task and meeting to meeting, never really doing something. We spend 10 hours ticking off an endless to-do list and it starts to again and again every single day. And that's just our jobs. The 24-new cycle of flutes, politics, pandemics and protests as well as the daily stress of family life and constant white nose from social media, telling us that we are not smart, pretty, fit, successful enough and add endless stress to our day. Just reading that probably made your palms sweat and elevated your blood pressure. The problem is that each of these stress events tells your body to release adrenaline and cortisol to deal with a threat. But we weren't made to deal with non-stop stress. We can't be at 11 at all time. And bad things start happening when your life becomes a series of never-ending threats. Stressed uh, F, AF. Sorry. It's important to understand that not all stress is bad. In fact, there are two kinds of stress. One can actually help you achieve your goals without complementing your health, and another than not. The first kind of stress is acute stress, usually brief and provoked by challenges, perceived threats, and unexpected events. Acute stress can be anything from giving a presentation to having an argument with a spouse or getting a speeding ticket. But acute stress can also take the form of eustress or beneficial stress. Things like a hard workout, exposure to extreme temperatures, like a cold plunge or sauna, and hunting are examples of eustress, which carry numerous benefits including increased resilience, self-esteem, and even boosting the immune system. Then there is chronic stress, the constant, more prolonged form of stress. And it's in this kind of stress that is the real killer. Crappy working environments, dysfunctional relationships, financial problems, substance abuse, and even environmental pollutants can cause chronic stress. And once you get on the chronic stress treadmill, it creates a feedback type of fatigue, anxiety, and decreased mental and physical health that leads to all negative outcomes with associated with stress. Burnout is essentially what happens when acute stress becomes chronic. But there are things you can do to avoid acute stress becoming chronic stress. Five ways to create your anti-grind. It's nice to picture a life from free from stress, but we still have to work for what we want. However, there are some strategies we can employ to ensure that our work is pragmatic, our worth is sustainable, and that we reach our goals without burning out like a supernova. An anti-grind is, as it were. Here are five ways to make stress your ally. The number one, complete your stress cycles. 
A major part of burnout is the buildup we experience from unresolved stress cycles. So making sure stress cycles get completed is key to avoiding a shift your head level breakdown. And the good news is that you don't actually have to solve every single thing that sets off a stress cycle too close to the stress cycle. The trick is to make your body think you've completed a stress cycle by engaging in activities that increase dopamine and serotonin, producing to counteract the abundance of cortisol and adrenaline you experience from stress. Things like moving your body, whether it's a workout in the gym or a walk, a good long hug, or a cuddle, deep breathing, making sure you get a good right knife for sleep, and eating a nutrient-distant diet are all great things to work into your daily routine to prevent the stress accumulation that can lead to burnout. Plus, I don't really think there is a solution for the existential threat of realizing we're just the specks of an aspect hurling through space at 70,000 p.m. champ. So, Sorry, so you might as well just let some stuff go. Number two, use the 3M framework. Taking intention on life and time to switch off and disconnect from work is one of the most effective ways to prevent your passion from becoming a grind. The 3M framework consists of three breaks that do just that. Micro breaks. They consist of small daily breaks that last a few minutes. This can be simple things like taking a couple of minutes to meditate, taking 10 breaths, massaging your jaw, or even having a exercise night. Anything counts as long as you have few quiet, purposeful moments to yourself. What micro breaks are not is mindlessly scrolling your phone. Believe it or not, scrolling social media can be incredibly stressful. Meso breaks. Major breaks are weekly breaks that are one or two, two hours long. You might say to yourself, that's what the weekend is for. And to that I say, are you really using your weekends to relax? Or you're craving in all the things you didn't get done during the week because you were too busy grinding? I think you know the answer. Make time to play a sport you love, cook a new recipe, or dedicate a few hours to exploring a new hobby. Anything that requires your full attention and nourishes your soul, it can make a huge difference to your stress levels. And the last one, micro breaks. Micro breaks involve taking one third day off of each month, and then me completely off. No phone, no email, no doom scrolling. You can go on a hike, take a day trip, play tourists in your city, or enter a ping pong tournament, unless that stresses you out. Ideally, you're spending time outdoors, in nature, engaged with an activity that loves you and brings you joy. The key to making these breaks truly effective is to fully detach from work. This isn't a, I am going to take a 10-day vacation once a year but still check my email the whole time, kind of. This is intentional time we spend doing anything unrelated to work. Number three, embrace Waking Wednesday. If you haven't heard by now, the 40-hour work week is dead. With more and more workplaces adopting flexible schedules, remote work, and people increasingly opting to work for themselves or go the freelance route, there is no reason why we need to keep working nine, five, five days in a row. Instead, you can try breaking up your week with a concept called Waking Wednesday. Think about it like this. 
On Monday, after a brief briefing with the Sunset Carries, we were fully recharged and ready to wake on the work week. By the time Wednesday rolls around, your probability battery is drained and you still have two more days to go. By taking a day off in the middle of the week, it doesn't have to be Wednesday, but weekend Thursday doesn't have quite the same ring to it. You get a day to recharge again, ensuring that you always show up to your job ready to do the best job possible. Taking a day off in the middle of the week allows us to do errands or catch up on the brains that you don't have time to do while you are walking. Or you could take a micro break. And this isn't just for people with a day job. When we work for ourselves or are working towards a goal, it can be so tempting to work all the time. But freelancers and entrepreneurs can use a flexible schedule as an opportunity to find their best working hours and set themselves up for long-term success without the risk of burnout. Number four, seek novel experiences. One of the best things you could do with your micro break is to seek novel experiences. Not only will this help to slow down time by creating more permanent reference points across the span of your life, but it also makes you smarter and happier. By going places you've never gone, doing things you've never done, and connecting with people you've never met, we stimulate the pressure of and memory centers of the brain. This both breaks up time and therefore any climb you might be on a keeps us motivated, learning, growing and working towards our goals. Novel experiences also help you long after they're over. Novelty increases the brain's neuroplasticity and therefore the potential for learning and retaining new concepts or facts, which will help you grow both personally and professionally. Number five, real self-care. When we think of self-care, we often conjure up images of bubble baths and face masks, trips to the nail salon and big glasses of wine. And while all of these things are nice ways to pamper yourself, that's not really what we are talking about. I know it seems redundant at the steep point, but it's not worth repeating. Take time to care yourself. To take care of yourself, sorry. Creating healthy habits, routines, and rituals such as meditation, exercise, breath work, hydration, prayer tasting, healthy eating, any intentional preventive measure that puts your physical, emotional, and mental health is going to help you play the long game and set you up for some juicy slow growth. How to create your anti-grind. Healthy people don't grind. When we grind, we increase our risk of heart attack, stroke, coronary artery disease, type 2 diabetes, infertility, sleep disorders, and musculoskeletal disorders. Sorry, Not to bring the room down, but minding your health is not negotiable in creating your anti-grind. Grinding also makes you worse at job. Don't be surprised when you find weeds growing in your garden you haven't cultivated. In other words, if you neglect your health, it will eventually catch with you. It's nearly impossible to grow when you're batting with your health, so you might as well get ahead of it. As the old saying goes, as one and once a prevention is worth a pound of cure. When you grind something, you file it down so it can take a new shape. What shape will you take? Will you just get smaller and smarter until there's nothing left? Or will you instead build yourself up to take the shape of the person you've always dreamed of becoming? And that has been all the article. It's longer than the last one because I really think that I had to find something um, 
longer, as I said, because um, the last ones were, you know, shorter because of the exams, the pressure, and, you know, all the stuff I was going on. Anyway, I hope you like it. Um, I'm going to be doing the link in the description. Um, yeah, I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. This is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it and hey, don't forget to share with the people around you. The podcast is available on every platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. I upload it every time in Anchor.fm, a platform that is totally free charge and you can upload everything you want totally free. And it's easy because Spotify makes you to pay nothing because of it, because an enterprise that belongs to them. Um, that's why I decided. I mean, why not? Sharing stories is my passion, and you should try too. So if you sometime give it a shot, let me know.